0: the coming year and um, our, text, our text is from <clears throat> a couple of different places and I won't read them all again but in the sixth chapter of Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount Jesus from verse 25 through verse 34 four different times said to, uh, said to us in that passage not to worry, he said, Do not worry about your life in verse number 25. In verse number 28, he said, So why do you worry? In verse uh, number 31, he said, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Amen. And so, uh, he mentions a worry. There was another time there. Oh, yeah, verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to a statue? Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. So do you, does it sound like, kind of sound like that the Lord's trying to get a message across there about not worrying or the futility of Of worrying. If God is our Heavenly Father, it's kind of futile for us to worry about anything. And I know that all of us, at one time or another, have worried or do worry. I've told you before, my grandma used to always tell me, you know where, Ricky, I, I worry. I know I do, but I just can't help it. And I said, well, yeah, you can help it. You don't have to worry. Be, be be worried and anxious because the Bible says that we don't have to. And as a matter of fact, as I said this morning, it's a command that we are not to. And then Jesus said in John 16, 33, he said, these things... Have I spoken unto you that in me you may have peace? In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So even though there's tribulation, there's trials, and and, and that verse is not saying that we're going through the great tribulation at all. But there's tribulation, and there's trials, and there's tests, and there's things that we face in life, and we all know that, life is not free of all problems and trouble. And uh, even for the Christian, even for the believer, Jesus said, if the world hates you, this world system hates me, he said it will hate you also. So we're living in a world that is, that is under the control of uh, the world system, is under the control of the evil one. Uh, John said that in 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 his first epistle, in First John, that the whole world lies in wickedness. It's it's under the control the world system is of demons and 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 uh, fallen angels and demons. Now we're in this world, but we're not of it. Thank God. So as long as we're in this world, we're going to have to deal with the things that are taking place and the evil that is in this world. But we don't have to go through life fearful and afraid and worried. And we've been, you know, the last, uh, the last couple of years have been a time when um, you know, we have been just was just overflowed with with uh, messages through the media, through television, and with everything that's happened in the last couple of years to to cause people to be fearful and afraid and worry. And a lot of people are wondering, what's, what's 2022 going to bring? What's going to happen this coming year? What are we going to face this year? Can things get worse? Well, they can. Yeah, they can. Things can get worse. But we as believers cannot focus on that and what may happen. And uh, we've got to keep our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and on the Word of God. So I began this morning by giving some reasons why I'm not worried about 2022 and why that you should not be worried about 2022, about this coming year. And number one was that that in 2022, the Bible will still have all the answers to all the problems. Amen. It's, it will still have all the answers. And I know that a lot of people are not going to the Bible for the answers, but that's where the answers are, is in the Word of God. So no matter what happens, what, the, what, what comes our way, no matter what dilemma you may be facing or facing this coming year, the Word of God has the answer to your problem. You just got to get in it and you got to read it and you got to meditate on it and you got to hide the word of god in your heart you need a daily dose of scripture of of god's word every single day every single day you know every morning i don't know about anybody else we might not have a lot of coffee drinkers here but i got to have my coffee every morning i mean it's just one of those things i get up and i got to i got to have my coffee i i enjoy my coffee and so i have coffee but but you know what i have i have my coffee with with the word and so you know it's a daily Morning, I start my day with the Word of God. I begin my day before I, before I look at Facebook, before I check an email, before I check a phone message or anything, I check with the Lord and see what he's got to say to me about that day, about uh, about what he wants for me for that day. Then, uh, then you know, I, the day just, listen, it goes better when you've got the word of God in your heart. So the Bible will still have all the answers in 2021. Secondly, we, we mentioned this morning that our 2022, well, I'm still in this year, last year, but secondly, prayer will still work in 2022. How many believes that? Prayer will still work. God will still answer prayer. There's still, there is still a hotline to heaven that the believer can access to and tap into. And God wants you every day. And here's another. Daily Discipline. And, and, and practice that we need to get into. If you're not doing this, you need to be. But not only read the word and let God talk to you, but talk to God in prayer. And fellowship with him in prayer every day. You have the privilege and the opportunity of that. You have a hotline to heaven, as I said. And Jeremiah 33 and 3 is one of my favorite verses of scripture. And the Lord said there, call... Unto me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And he's telling that to Jeremiah in, in the old covenant. And my, that promise is still good for us today, along with so many other promises that Jesus has given us concerning prayer, and that the New Testament gives us concerning prayer. Jesus said, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone who asketh receiveth. And he who seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. Amen? Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. The Bible still tells us in, in, um, in James chapter 5. James chapter 5 verse 16 says that the effectual, fervent, Prayer of a righteous person avails much. The Amplified says it this way. The Amplified that says that that effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous um, makes tremendous power available, effective in its working. So I believe that tremendous power is made available by, uh, to the believer through the avenue of prayer. My, how we need to make 2022 a year of prayer, a year of the Bible. We sang about the breakthrough this morning and and, and having a breakthrough and this being a year of breakthrough. Praise God, if you want a breakthrough in your life, it's going to include God's Word and communion with God. But in 2022, prayer still works. God has not went out of business and God has not closed his ears to the prayers of his people. His eyes are upon the righteous and his ears are open to our cries. Hallelujah. Don't ever let the enemy tell you that God is not going to hear or answer your prayer because he is. Can I get an Amen. So the Bible still has all the answers. I'm not worried. The, the prayer still works. God still hears and answers prayer. So I'm not worried. Number three that we gave you this morning is that God still blesses and protects his people. Do you believe in the protection of the Lord over our life? Praise God. Listen, he's he's got you covered. Amen. We read Psalm 91 and talked about the covering, how the the secret place of the Most High God offers a covering and a protection for God's people. And I'm going to say something about this. There is, you know, when when you read in the, even in the Old Testament, you read in the book of Job where Satan could not get to job because there was a hedge around him he looked for an access to the life of job but he couldn't get to him and he said that to the lord he said satan said to the lord you've put a hedge around about him and i can't get to him well can i tell you there is a hedge today that'd be a good message to preach there is a hedge today for the saint for the believer and that hedge is the blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah and you know what that hedge is something that you and I need to um, we, we need to, uh, to access that on a daily basis you need to believe God and claim the protection that God has afforded to you the Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord encamps around about those that fear him and is there to deliver him I talked to you, I didn't go through all of it this morning uh, for time's sake. But the Bible tells us how that He will hide us in, his, in the secret place in His pavilion. The Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 33 that, that, that underneath, us, underneath us are the everlasting arms of God. So He's got us covered with His wings. He's, his arms are underneath us. The Bible said that He will go before us and that he's a rear guard that will be behind us. And and the Bible also tells us that God is there on our right hand and on our left hand. So guess what? The Lord's got you surrounded. He's, a, he's above you. He's beneath you. He's beside you. He's in front of you. He's behind you. Hallelujah. He's all around you. You as a child of God have the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he, he said, even though, David said, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death... I will fear no evil, for you are with me. The good shepherd is with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. Praise God. So there's no fear to the child of God. And so in 2022, I believe that God will still bless his church, that God will still protect his people, that God is still on the throne, and he's going to take care of us Throughout the year, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, the eyes of the Lord are upon his people. Can I get an amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I'm about to get happy. So let me give you three more real quick tonight. You got those three? Number four, I'm not worried about 2020 because God will steal in 2020, God will steal. Inhabit the praises of his people and praise will still be a powerful weapon against the enemy. I didn't get any amens on that. Amen. Praise will still be a powerful weapon against the enemy and God will still in 2022 inhabit the praises of his people. Psalm 22, verse 3 says, But you are holy. This is the New King James. You are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel or in his people. It's telling us in that verse of scripture that God makes his throne, or inhabits, or dwells in, or one translation said, He sits down upon. The praises of his people. Praise is a mighty thing. Praise is something that takes us into the very holy of holies where God is enthroned upon our life. Praise brings the power of God into operation, into work in our life. And you know, just as praise will bring the power of God and bring victory into our life, so on the other hand, negativity and complaining and murmuring and grumbling will cause negative situations to take place in our life. But praise always brings the power of God into being and into play in the life of the believer. It always, praise always precedes victory. Can you get a hold of that? I said praise always precedes victory. We have a beautiful story that I've, I've, I've talked about. You're familiar with it in 2 Chronicles 20 that, that illustrates this so much. Well, where Jehoshaphat and uh, the king of Judah was attacked and the the, the land of Judah, the people of God were attacked by three uh, uh, armies that had come together. The children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir had aligned their forces to come against the people of God and destroy them. And the word came to Jehoshaphat that, that, uh, that this great multitude of, of the enemy had come out against them. And he began to fear. That was the first thing. He, the Bible said, the first thing that he did was he feared. When he got that message, he feared. But the second thing that he did, it said that that they didn't stop there. He didn't just fear and say, "Well, what are we going to do? What are we going to? We're not going to be able to make it. They're going to destroy us." That's not what he did. It said that he feared, but then he set himself. To seek the face of the Lord. And he called a prayer meeting. Well, imagine that. He believed that prayer still worked. And he called a prayer meeting and called all of Judah together. And the people came together to pray and to seek the Lord. Even brought their kids, their children with them. And they had a great prayer meeting. And in the midst of that prayer meeting, the Spirit of God moved upon a young man in that prayer service. And he began to prophesy and he told Jehoshaphat and the people of God and through that prophecy he said not to be afraid of this great army that's come against them for he said this this is what the Spirit of God said to him for the battle is not yours but the battle is God's you know what you need to get a hold of that tonight the battle that you face the the, the, the circumstances that come against you the attacks of the enemy praise God God is the one who will fight those battles for you he's the one who will Defeat those enemies if you will trust him and believe him to do so. The Bible says that that, that the Lord gave that prophecy to through that young man to those people, and, and they believed it, they trusted, but they got their armies together, and then the Lord though spoke to them, and the Lord told them, He said this, He said, You will not have to fight in this battle, but just set yourself. And see, stand still and see the salvation and the deliverance of the Lord. So you all know the story. You know what they did. They didn't get their uh, mighty soldiers together with all of their armor and their swords and their shields and all of that to go out against the, the, the armies that were attacking them. But what they did was they got the choir together they got the singers together they got the praisers together and sent them out on the front lines to go out against the enemy singing and praising the lord and they went out into battle with a praise and they said praise the lord for his mercy endures forever Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Do you know that praise is not vain repetition? Amen. Jesus said when we pray, be not like the heathen using vain repetition. But I can tell you that praise and worship is not vain repetition. They were praising the Lord for his goodness and for his mercy. And they went out into the battle saying praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. How many of y'all know that the seraphim around the throne of God are constantly praising God and are constantly crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Praise God. i tell You, what we need to get a praise in our heart. I preached here just not too long ago, a few weeks ago, about the throng around the throne of God saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, worthy, and and 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands are in heaven tonight worshiping and praising the Lord. I'm gonna tell you what, we need some praisers in this church. We need some praisers, amen. God's looking for some people that will praise him because the greatest weapon that you can have today is the weapon of praise and God will still move and inhabit the praise of his people in 2022 and the enemy will still be routed by praise in 2022 and praise will still bring the victory in your life in 2022. Can Somebody praise the Lord tonight. Amen. That is, I know that's just simple, basic stuff that we've heard all of our life, but it is so true that we need to be reminded of it over and over again. And the praisers went out, and they they were praising the Lord, and when they got to the place where the enemy was, they found that the enemy had uh, already defeated themselves. They had turned on one another. They got there, and and it was just you know all the they didn't they just as God said they did not have to fight in that battle because God the Bible said that God set ambushments, Amen angelic ambushments among the enemy and begin to defeat them. They got confused. They got mystified. Hallelujah. You know, praise, the praise of God's people caused confusion in the armies of the Amorites and the Moabites and the children of Mount Seir and the enemy began to attack and destroy one another. You know what praise is? Praise is God's jamming device to confuse the communication of demonic spirits of hell who have been on the destruction of God's people. Ladies and gentlemen, if we want to win our battles against the enemy, we must get busy praising God. Praise God! It's easy to praise God when you're here in church and this worship team's cranking out some worship music. They, some people won't even praise Him then, but if I'm telling you what, you got to learn to praise Him in the morning, praise Him in the noontime, praise Him when the sun goes down, praise Him all day long, Hallelujah! When the enemy comes in like a flood. Praise the Lord and watch God move in your situation and in your behalf. Praise will bring the very presence and power of God on the scene to lift up a standard against the enemy and defeat him in every situation. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a praise tonight. Hallelujah. Woo! We got to focus on Praising him. The Bible says, hallelujah, that that we are to offer praise all the time to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that in 2022, and you know, if we will make praise our garment, that we will, if we'll wear it every day put it on and wear it every day. I believe this. Now I'm going to give you a nugget here that's very simple. But if you'll do this, you'll experience victory in your life. And that is this: if you will praise him and and every time you think of the Lord throughout the day, wherever you're, whatever you're doing, begin to just Praise Him and worship Him. You don't have to do it out loud. You can do it in your heart. You can do it silently. I'm not saying if you're in the middle of Walmart all of a sudden say, Praise God! Hallelujah! Glory! You know, somebody they might throw a net on you. <laughs> but, you can, but you can, in your heart, under your breath, be praising Him, thanking Him, and worshiping Him. But if you'll do that, if you'll make a habit of that, listen, the Bible says, and here's what I want to get to you. The Bible says in in Isaiah 61, Isaiah 61 and verse number three, that God, he said, God will give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And look at it, here it is, it's on the screen the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness there's too many people today in the world and even within the church that have that old heavy spirit just a heaviness a discouragement a depression despondency and that's not from the lord ladies and gentlemen that's a spirit a spirit of heaviness that comes upon people and here this scripture is saying that there (laughs) that we need to change our garments come on somebody and take off... You know, there's something we need to replace that old spirit of heaviness with, and that's the garment of praise. You put on praise like, a, like you would put on your coat, like you would put on your shirt. Hallelujah. Clothe yourself with praise. And put on that garment of praise. And you know what that's saying? <laughs> that old spirit of heaviness and despair, and worry, and doubt, and fear, cannot, are you hearing me, cannot stay where there is a That where there's praise coming out of that individual life. Because God comes on the scene. God inhabits that praise. Well, God's there all the time, Brother Rick. He'll never leave us or forsake us. That's absolutely true. But there's something about praise that will make cause the power and the presence of God to manifest in your life in a special way. You can live a life of victory if you'll just learn that little key right there of thanking and praising God every single day. Thank Him that you've been delivered from the hand of the enemy. Praise Him that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you from all sin. Thank Him and praise Him. Hallelujah. That you are a child of God. That your name's written in heaven. That you're on your way to glory that glory that god he is fighting your battles and put on that garment of praise and watch that spirit of heaviness watch that spirit of heaviness dissipate from your life hallelujah that is the key to victory and in 2022 god will still inhabit the praise of his people praise will still be a mighty weapon that will mystify the enemy that will jam him up that will get him confused because when a Christian, when a believer is praising God in the midst of their trouble, there isn't anything, are you hearing me? There isn't anything that the devil can do with that child of God that will praise the Lord in the midst of every situation in life. And in 2022, praise will still work. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. That's number four. Two more. We're going going to the car. Get it warmed up. (laughs) Amen. Number five. In 2022, reason I'm not worried. Reason number five. Because in 2022, God will still, this is simple, but God will still continue to provide for his people. I said he will still continue to provide. It is so amazing how God provides. And to just see how God provides for his people in times that appear to be impossible. I'm sure every one of you, if you've been living for the Lord any number of years at all, you would have a testimony tonight of how God has moved on the scene and provided for you and done something special in your life and met a need when it seemed like, when it seemed like there was no way. He, he made a way where there was no way. Amen. When, when, when all help had been ruled out and, and there was no way, that God came through, kind of like parting those Red Seas, opening up those Red Seas. Someone made this statement and said God never comes too late or with too little. He's always right on time with more than enough. That shouting ground right there. I said he's always right on time with more than enough. He took care of Elijah during a famine, fed him and watered him by the brook Cherith until the brook dried up. The ravens there brought him food, bread and, and, and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. When there was a drought and a famine in the land, but then the brook dried up, and he didn't know what to do. And God sent him to a place called Zarephath, where there was a little widow there. That was she didn't have nothing either. You know why would God send him to some? Why wouldn't He send him to somebody that had something? This little widow had a, had a little little measure of meal in a barrel and a little bit of oil. In the cruise, and thankfully she didn't knock it over and spill it like I did tonight, Amen. <laughs> but she had a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil, and uh, Elijah met her out there, you know, and and there was that widow woman. God said to Elijah, "You go to Zarephath, and I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain you." And he said to her, "Fetch me a little bit of water to drink." And she said, "I don't, I don't, I don't want to have any you know." She went to get it, and, and he said, "While you're going, get me a get me something to eat, make me a cake." She said. I don't have anything to make a cake. I've got a little meal and a little oil. And I'm going to bake one cake. My son and I are going to eat that. Then we're going to die. We're broke. We're out. We don't have nothing. And Elijah said, make that little cake first and give it to me. Give me that first cake. Oh, just like a preacher. Amen. Ask for your last cake. Amen. And he said, give me that little cake. And and she obeyed the Lord. and Because he said, listen to me. If you'll obey the Lord. Lord don't be afraid for that thus saith the Lord that meal barrel will not will not will not Waste and that cruise of oil will not fail until the end of this famine. And you know the story. She gave that cake to the man of God, and God performed a miracle. And all through the rest of the time of that famine, her and Elijah and her family and her relatives, they ate of that meal barrel. Praise God. Praise God. Because God knows how to supply the needs of his people people. You don't have to worry about what's going to take place. You don't have to worry or fret about the economy in 2022 because I've got news for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We're living under a different economy. We're in God's economy and God can fill up a meal barrel and a cruise of oil even when it's time of famine. He said, I've been young, David did. I've been old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken and I've never seen God's seed begging bread. God still on the throne, abundant life, and he will take care of his people even in the midst of hard economic time. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. He'll do it. He fed those children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness. Several million, I don't know, three to five million people in that wilderness for 40 years. And they lacked, Deuteronomy, I think it's 2 and 7, said that they lacked nothing through that time. He fed them manna, He gave them water from a rock, their clothes never wore out, they wore, they put a pair of shoes on a baby. When he's born, forty forty years later, he's still wearing them. That's a miracle. Praying that for my wife. <laughs> Praise God! Couldn't resist, but but without without a without a Schnucks or a Walmart or a Kohl's. Or any, anything like that. No supermarkets. God provided for those 40 years for His people there in the wilderness. Oh man, there's statistics that talks about how much that it would have cost in today's money. And I won't go through it all. But, but for God, you know, if it was done today, the millions of tons of food... And millions of gallons, not only millions, but billions of gallons of water that would be required and, and everything and the transportation to bring it to them and the how much it would how much it would cost in today's in today's dollars to, to uh to provide for that many people. And glory to God, God did it. God did it. God did it for his people supernaturally. I believe we serve the same God today. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. So I know he still provides. Do you believe it? He still provides for his people. He's just looking for somebody to trust him and believe him. Amen. And 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 and, and if you'll do that, he will provide for you. So, you don't know, s- Spurgeon said, we believe in the providence of God, but we do not believe half enough in the providence of God. You can go through the Word of God and find out all the way through how God is promised to meet your need. Jesus said in the text we read, Matthew 6, 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? He said, don't worry about those things because God will feed us. He'll clothe us. He'll provide for us. Do you believe that in 2022? Regardless of what the economy may be, what the situation may arise, God will take care of your needs. Number six, last of all, last of all, let's recap. In 2022, the Bible will still have all the answers. Prayer will still work. God will still bless and protect His people. God will still inhabit the praise of His people, and praise will be a mighty weapon. God will continue to provide for His people, and let me throw this in, and for His church. He will continue to provide for His church. I believe as long as we're... Preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and as long as we're preaching the truth and doing the will of God, God is going to provide for His church. Amen. Hallelujah. And number six, number six, the rapture. This is why I'm not worried about 2022 because in 2022, the rapture will be the most, still be the most anticipated event. For the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. That's enough to make a Presbyterian shout. Praise God. The rapture will still be in this year the most anticipated event for the church, for the body of Christ, for the believer I believe Jesus is coming. Here's what he said in John 14, 1 through 3. You know these verses. You could quote them by heart. He said, listen, let not your heart be troubled. There it is again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Listen, this passage right here, this is God's cure for heart trouble. Okay? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Jesus is telling his disciples that he's getting ready to leave them, but he's giving them a hope and telling them not to be troubled because he said, I may be leaving, but I ain't going to stay gone. I'm coming back. I'm just going to prepare you a place. Oh, hallelujah! That old song, that old gospel song. Well, you see, my brand new home. Years ago, I was, I was building a, I was building a, a, a dog house for our dogs, and I was singing that song to them. It's well, you see, your brand new home. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God. But oh, let me tell you, saints of God, we got a home in glory that outshines the sun. We ought to be the happiest people on the face of this earth. Praise God. Because we know that, n- that, that whatever whatever we, we have on this earth is going to pass away and fade away. But this, Brother Bill, this ain't all. This ain't all we got. We got something on the other side. We've got something within our, our heart tonight called eternal life and we're going to the city where the lamb is the light and I said it this morning and I'll say it again oh I pray even so come quickly Lord Jesus maybe this could be the year that's what keeps me going I'm anticipating I'm expecting I'm longing for the coming of the Lord and maybe this will be the year that Jesus comes that's the blessed hope of the church ladies and gentlemen, that's why I'm not worried about 2022 because I know that any day now that Jesus is going to descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and those dead loved ones who have already passed on, whose spirits are in heaven with Jesus today, they're coming back with Jesus and the Lord will descend and their dead bodies will raise up from the that grave hallelujah and we which are alive will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye and caught up together to meet the Lord in the air and there will be a reuniting hallelujah family reunion praise God like you ain't never been to before I'm telling you that's the next event on God's prophetic calendar no prophecy to be fulfilled nothing to take place Could happen at any time. It's the imminent return for the Lord Jesus Christ. For his church, for his saints, for his bride. The marriage supper of the Lamb is the next event that I'm looking forward to attending and being a part of. Give him praise. I'm not worried because Jesus is coming back. Woo, hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, Brother Rick, what if you're wrong about that? Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. The promise has been made. He is coming back. And he's coming soon. Man, it's been. Amen. Worship him. you can come on back. It's been. Two, all over 2,000 years since Jesus spoke those words in John 14. And he said, I'll come again. And I'll receive you to myself that where I am there you may be. 2,000 years have passed. You know what? Right here, you know, and, 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 and people say, well, it's been 2,000 years. He had not come yet. Man, that just tells me how much closer we are to it. I know I've been, you know, I've been in this a long time and pastors from, you know, 50 years ago um, were preaching this rapture. Well, see, it had not happened yet. And people are saying, well, where is it? If he's coming, where is he at? Another sign of prophecy fulfilled for Peter said, in the last days, there will come scoffers saying, where's the promise of his coming? Where is he? Where's he at? And I'm going to tell you what, listen. we're we're, We're at the closing hours, the closing moments. If there ever was a time for us to get close to Jesus, it's now. If there ever was a time for us to live for the Lord, it's now. People are dropping out. People are losing the faith. People are giving up. People are turning away from the Lord. People are getting out of church. We've seen it happen over the last couple of years. So many. And I listen, I pray for them on a regular basis. God, get a hold of them. Bring them back. But so many have given up the fight and given up the faith because they've, 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 they've lost the hope of the coming of the Lord. But this could be the year. Listen to this preacher tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This could be the year that Jesus comes back. I'm not setting a date. I'm not setting a year. But my, the time. Listen, the the signs are being fulfilled. Not for the rapture. I believe the rapture is a signless event. The signs of the times that are given in the Bible point to the second advent. They point to the time of tribulation. What Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 24 speaks of the tribulation and the rise of the Antichrist and and all of those things. But the signs are pointing to that, how close it is to the very second advent and to the, to the, to the Antichrist coming on the scene. And I'm telling you, I've said it before with, with everything. The, vac, the, the, the COVID vaccine is not the mark of the beast, but what they're doing today is the very thing that's going to be implemented, implemented by the Antichrist to force people to take that mark or they won't be able to buy or sell or go to school or keep their job. It's conditioning, that's it. It's conditioning the world for what's getting ready to take place. That mark will take place during the tribulation after the church is gone. If we can see the forerunner of that taking place now, how close, are you hearing it? How close is the coming of the Lord for his church? If we've got to leave here, If the church has to be raptured before the Antichrist can be revealed, you you know, somebody asked, do you you believe the Antichrist is alive today? I have no proof that he is, but I believe yeah. I believe he is. I don't know who he is. I believe yeah. He's alive somewhere waiting for that opportunity. That opportunity to step on the world scene. That white horse rider at the loosing of the first seal in Revelation chapter 6. He's waiting for that opportunity. And according to what Paul wrote, there's one thing that's holding him back. The presence of the church. In the Earth, hallelujah, he that does hinder will hinder or prevent until he be taken out of the way, then shall that wicked one be revealed we 're the, we're the hinderer of lawlessness, the church is, but the church is getting ready to leave. Oh hallelujah, an old song we used to sing i 'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl, keeping my record right, watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. The Bible said that Enoch had the testimony that he pleased God, and he was not found. He was not found, for God took him. I often read that and I say, well, he wasn't found, meaning they had to be looking for him. They had to be hunting for him. One of these days, they'll look for Rick Hensley. Nobody cares where I'm at and what I'm doing now. One day, they'll look for him. You wonder what happened to him. Wonder what happened to the McFarlands. Wonder what happened to all these folks down at the Abundant Life Church. Could it be, all oh, they'll have some kind of alien abduct, abduction story all concocted to tell, but I'm telling you what, there'll be some that'll realize that the rapture has taken place. It's the most anticipated, event." In 2022, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why I'm not worried tonight because I know my Redeemer lives and I know He's coming soon and I am ready, I am ready, I am ready to meet Him. Amen. Let's stand and worship Him tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's give Him praise.